0: to the Fables and Reflections podcast, where we reflect on any and all of the fables of Neil Gaiman. I am
1: your ho- co-host, Angela Bones Bullock. And I am your other co-host, J.D. Martin. And, listeners, Angela got it on the first
0: go. Listen, April Fools, I've been able to do it every time. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been an asshole.
1: I've I, the thing is, listeners, we have recorded, uh, we we record the intro three different times, and I'm just an ass, and mm. I leave in the fucked up one every time. Because <laughs> she actually like 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 after after two tries, she gets it right perfectly on the mm-hmm. third go. But I'm just like, yeah, no, I gotta I gotta keep her ego in check.
0: Just uh, <laughs> received a very ominous text from my brother, but I thought. Because it was, just, uh, it was weird. He says, he's calling my brother, um, our other brother's wedding, the gathering. So he says, my socks for the <laughs> gathering have come. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> oh, socks. Anyway, I leave, I leave it, is. I leave it up, <laughs> leave it up to, to your discretion if you want to leave this in.
1: Uh, oh, no, I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving all that in. Uh, this is, this is our lives. <laughs> listeners, uh... We
0: have a very special April Fool's episode uh, today, yep. which
1: we've been we've been teasing.
0: Uh, well, our original plans fell through, but we that's that's been shoved to November. But it's um, yeah. nice for various reasons. Nice digestible. Uh, Special today, where um, we are covering the the guest episode of The Simpsons, where Neil Gaiman was a guest on an episode of The Simpsons. Uh, season 23, episode 6, The Book Job. Mm-hmm. I almost reversed those and said season 6, episode 23. But
1: anyway. Yeah, which, oh, okay, if that were the case, then this would be during, like, the golden age of The Simpsons.
0: Very old episode. Uh, which, I, this is so funny. Like, I don't know, like, I don't... I've only watched, like, three or four episodes of The Simpsons. Um, I will Me say... Too. Yeah, I will say one of them was uh, one of the Christmas episodes where it's set in the future, and they kind of... It's... Uh, Homer has stopped drinking, and so, like, he's kind of... Ref- like, he's a much, like, nicer character. Uh, it's, I don't know, I just remember that... Just kinda of very being bittersweet uh episode.
1: But this episode I will say one of the one of the episodes I have definitely watched is Lemon of Troy because it was the episode that Patrick Willems dissected in his uh in his Simpsons episode. Yeah. Or his Simpsons video. From back I believe that was early that was early twenty twenty it was early twenty twenty, actually. Um, yeah yeah what is that was because I, that was like the beginning of 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 the of the current era that we're in in the patrick Wilms verse
0: yeah it's well it's i feel kind of bad for him because he was doing okay with his sketches right but then he yeah. goes but then he goes to essays and then just blows the fuck
1: up and he's like well i guess i have to do essays now because that's what people watch so then he's just like, "Wait, what if I combine them?" and then he just makes all the work in the world for himself. Yes, quite. Uh, although I am Cuz it's like he like he has to like he has to like I mean, thankfully he does have other writers he works with, but he has to like write scripts for a fictional story. On top of that, he also has to write and do a ton of research. For, vi- for video essays as well.
0: Well, and then also like plan the cinematography and editing because it's like he doesn't it's not just like some asshole in front of a webcam. It's like the production value on even hey. the talking heads aspect of his videos is hey, insane. We are we are some
1: assholes sitting in front of webcams.
0: Well, we're not recording the webcam. Okay. I have a
1: We're we, Are we not supposed to? <laughs>
0: Well, I was about to say I have I was about to say I have a very expensive mic, but like it's a lower end mic in terms of like
1: higher quality. Uh a Yeti. my mic whatever. is literally thirty thirty bucks. Yeah. Um and I have been complimenting, I was like, wow, your mic sounds so good. I was like, I paid thirty bucks for this. Thing. <laughs> I I paid almost almost as much just for the for the like arm that it is currently attached to. Yeah, well yeah, that's yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this Simpsons episode, uh... Yep, it's... directed by Bob Anderson, written by Dan Weber. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, well, and also kind of, at least his lines are,
1: uh... Neil Gaiman kind of ghostwrote some of his lines, because he, like... Yeah, he said that he, said that he, uh, he was able to improvise some of it. I have, I have a little bit, uh, here. Yeah. So, uh, this is all according to Wikipedia, so take, you know, take whatever grain of salt you wish. Uh, he recorded his lines in January 2011 in Los Angeles under the direction of, uh, Andrew Selman, who was, uh, I think the, the showrunner at this, or Al Selman, the showrunner of the, of the Simpsons at this point. Uh, Gaiman has said that when he first agreed to guest star, he assumed he would only be getting a brief appearance popping up for a few seconds. He told the press that, quote, when they actually sent me the script and I started to read it and discovered that I was in it all the way through and was actually having to act and that stuff happened, it was enormously fun. End Mm. quote. Gaiman also noted that he does not think the episode gives an entirely accurate portrayal of him. No shit. (laughs) Commenting... Truthfully, the real life me almost never hangs around in Barnes and Noble-like bookstores, waiting to find groups of local townsfolk who decided to write pseudonymous uh, young adult fantasy series, offering my services. And even if I did, I probably wouldn't be doing the catering. The, uh, one of my favorite lines of the episode is uh, they are
0: they're, It's the moment where like they think the they think the uh, the book the titular book job has gone bad. And so they're kind of like starting to point fingers at each other. And, uh, and Gaiman's And Mo immediately goes to No Gaiman. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, I think, well, Gaiman says, uh, Gaiman is defending his role. And he said, he's like, yeah, Gaiman, you didn't even do anything. He's like, hey, that chicken didn't salad it itself.
1: Oh, yeah. Or tuna. It was a, yeah, no it tuna. Yeah, it yeah that tuna, that, that that tuna, tuna didn't, didn't salad it itself. Wait, that tuna didn't salad it itself.
0: Um,. I also do love was like when he first joins. So They're like, "All right, well, you're gonna do the, you're gonna be in charge
1: of the of the food and lose the American accent," or, yeah, lose the British accent. And he's like, "All right, alrighty," like <laughs> oh, cheeseburgers no, 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 no. and French fries. <laughs> so we should actually uh, talk a little bit about what the like the the, the basic plot of this episode. Uh, so it is called the book job, mm-hmm. and. That is, so essentially, uh, Lisa discovers that uh, all popular young adult fantasy book series are ghost written by uh, publishing companies, and she's devastated mm-hmm. by this. Yeah. So she, and, but she finds and she out mentions. Yeah, oh yeah, she finds out the way she finds out is incredible because yeah. like They're She making... sees the writer of her favorite book series. As a din- like in a dinosaur costume, at this like walking with dinosaurs, uh, like um, you know this this like exhibit thing that the, that the family goes to that is that is like walking with dinosaurs. Yeah. And she happens to see, or like like uh, like her mask gets gets uh popped off because Homer throws something, and uh and Lisa's like, oh my god, it's my favorite author, and she like chases after her. Yeah, um, just, and then, yeah, and then and then like the, the the woman's like, yeah, I have to. I'm sorry to break this to you, kid, but like, like I'm I'm just an actor that they that they hire to be on the book jacket. Like these are all ghost written by people who get hired by by the publishing <laughs> companies. And Lisa is devastated by this. Uh, yeah. So and but she had to mention to Homer in passing that these books are wildly successful. Mm-hmm. And Homer's like, hmm, I know what I can do. And then we go into *Oceans Eleven Simpson style. Yeah. Where they get together. Where he he gathers Bart, uh, the the principal uh, Skinner. Oh, crap! What's his name? Skinner, uh, Patty, who is uh, one of um, Marge's sisters, Mo, the bartender, and Professor Frink, and later Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Uh, and they get together to write uh, the first book in what will con- what will be a fantasy series for young adults, uh, following troll twins going to a school that is under a bridge.
0: Broke the Brooklyn Bridge specifically. The Brooklyn
1: Bridge specifically, yes. Uh, I think it's like the Troll Twins of the- of Underbridge Academy is yep. the title of the book. Yep. Um, and. Yeah, and then and then so the, the entire episode from that point on it just turns into oceans 11 but with Homer and Bart yeah it's uh and every and like and like and like there's title cards with like you know the heist the actual heist or the the payday the writing all that and like these title cards pop up and it has the like the 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 David Holmes music from the oceans 11 movie mm hmm that play that plays during that movie and it's like for three seconds and just that music drops in um and at the same time lisa is also trying to write a book on her own trying to prove that she yeah she can write something from the heart that is better than what the publishing companies put out um that's that that's the real emotional knife twist of uh
0: this episode which oh. is
1: like at f- Lisa's OCD and procrastination in this episode hit me so hard in the gut like no god damn it, I do that uh, like oh wait I have I have to have the music that will set the mood oh wait all my scenes is, are out of order why I have is, to reorder all of this why is Bach
0: next to muddy waters
1: <laughs> this <is such> a- <laughs> look the th- this <laughs> look, here's the thing about this episode is that I enjoyed it um I imagine that, that that there's probably a lot more Simpsons episodes that will that will that I'll love, mm-hmm. um, but this one made me chuckle quite a bit. And yeah, I, it's the, and I appreciate it for that. There's a, there's a lot of good lines. Um, oh yeah, we, we we were talking earlier and uh, before the the before we even got on the call, we were texting each other, and uh, two of the best jokes. I, I I would honestly say the two best jokes in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, uh, in this episode. Number n- yeah. number two. Yeah, the, this episode uh, number two is uh, when they call Neil Gaiman British Fonzie.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's it. Mo. Yeah, they're, they're talking. Uh, Neil Gaiman says something, uh,
1: and Mo says, "British Fonzie is right." <laughs> yep. And actually, what it remind what it reminded me of was uh, was in shane black's kiss kiss bang bang mm-hmm. he like there is actually like a scene between robert denny jr's character and michelle Monaghan's character where uh they're calling people like oh that's like native american scott Bayo or black charlie Sheen or something like that and like they're just like referring to like these like people in, in this bar that like look almost like celebrities but not quite mm-hmm and it's like, that's what Neil Gaiman is here. It's like, he's British Fonzie. Yep, yep. But the best one, the best joke by far is, uh, what is, uh, I want to call my paleontologist. Yeah, it's
0: so Homer falls asleep in one of the puppet dinosaur heads where he just like, it's a, t- looks like a T-Rex head or like, regular not, people is, would call it a tea, but, the, but
1: they, they 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 correct him and it's an allosaurus anyway.
0: yeah yeah. So actually that's what Allosaurus said and then yeah his response is i want to speak to my paleontologist I want to speak
1: to my paleontologist <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: those just, are just those are both very so good yeah <laughs> um
1: also speaking of fonzie i i have to mention th- that recently as of this recording recently i um I have acquired all four of the Scream movies on Blu-ray. Oh, Scream, Lord. my favorite my favorite horror movie franchise. Is Henry now. Winkler in there? He is in the first movie as the principal. Does he die? Have you seen Scream? I, a long time ago. <laughs> okay, well, spoilers for everyone at home who hasn't seen Scream, the masterpiece released in 1996, directed by Wes Craven and written by Kevin Williamson. Henry Winkler's principal does die. Yeah, and it's very sad because he because he's a great character because he just does not take shit from from stupid teenagers. Yeah, like there's a scene there's a there's a moment where like these two stupid boys are like they get the ghost face costume and like running around the school. So he like like he like he has them in his office and uh he says like you're both like you're both uh like suspended. And it's like like you can't do that. They're like you can't do that. That's not fair. And he's like you're right it's not fair what would be fair is if we hung you up and gutted you like the coward you are <laughs> they're like oh damn yeah damn is, yeah. yes get it henry winkler yep, yep uh yep. yeah and then he dies um and, and it's and it's very sad but um yeah he could be he could
0: play an asshole
1: really well uh oh yeah to uh, track on, on henry winkler fandom um. Yeah, um, I, I th- actually before I I ever watched an episode of Happy Days, mm-hmm. I first saw him as the father of the main character in the show. In the uh, was it the U- Yeah, the USA show, Royal Pains, mm-hmm. about the doctor who like he gets uh he he like, makes house calls moving. in the Hampsons. You make how? Ha- yeah, house calls in the Hamptons after he gets like like he like his license revoked at hospitals. Um, and Henry Winkler plays his dad, <laughs> and yeah. the one the one line that lives in my head rent free from Henry Winkler from that show is when he's talking to uh, the other son uh, in that show, and uh, and Henry, Henry Winkler like they're talking about someone that they don't that like they they that they're trying to confront and is like an adversary for them in this in the show in in this season, uh, and Henry Winkler goes like, I know a guy. He can whack her. And they're, like, in a public s- space. And then and the brother's like, Dad, no. He means hack. Y- you mean hack. You have a guy who can hack her. That's still not great. That's like, still illegal. <laughs> still illegal, but, like, it's better than murder. It's, yeah. yeah granted. At least, in a, at least in a public space, it's better than talking about mur- Like, Illegally hacking into someone's into into someone's hardware uh, software is much better than than talking about murdering a murdering a, a someone. Yeah, fair. But yeah, it's
0: uh, <laughs> it, it's yeah. I, I also love just like uh, he's like, what is it? He's also on uh, Parks and Rec. He's great um, as John Ralphio's dad in that in that show. Uh, wh- Which character is that? Uh, oh, I forget the actor's name, but it's Aziz Ansari's friend, in uh Tom's friend in Parks and Rec, uh who's just like this real annoying dude, big hair. Oh, Ben Schwartz's character. Yeah, yeah,
1: Ben Schwartz's character. Henry Winkler plays his dad. Who, uh, so, oh, that honestly, and also, I doesn't Jenny Slate play his sister? Sister, yep. Uh, and there's, so a great, the thing, there's a great. I have, scene I have. In Parks and Rec, there's I have literally scene. watched maybe three full episodes of Parks and Rec. Oh, but it's a show that it. I know for sure is my shit because yeah, yeah. of what I have watched. Yeah, you would love it. Um, and also that that show also gave me I gave me one of my favorite memes ever of. Don't be suspicious. 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 It's it's one oh, oh yeah. it's it's like top ten memes right there.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's definitely great. Um but another another great scene is with Ginny Slate and Henry Winkler's character when she like Her dad's this rich Henry Winkler plays this rich dentist. Uh and so like he has spoiled his kids and so Jeannie Slate just goes, money please, and just like reaches out her hand and like and it and then Hadrian Winkler just says like you're terrible. I love you. You can do no wrong. <laughs> and just gives her money.
1: Why can't I have that relationship with my dad? Actually, here's the thing. <laughs> If I had a better relationship with my biological father, as in if I continued having a relationship with him in any way, mm-hmm. as his child, I could probably do that.
0: Yeah. Just
1: many please. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't talk to him anymore because he lied about being in the States. Fair. I'll, 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 I'll dish, I'll dish some hot goss right now. So, when I was, a when I was much younger, this, well, I say much younger, I'm currently 23, uh, so this would have been my freshman year of high school, I think. Oh, that's,
0: uh, that's, like, 10 years ago, so yeah, that's much younger. That's, like, yeah. nearly half your life at this point, so.
1: Sure. Uh... <laughs> So I think it was, I think it was, okay, it was 8th grade or freshman year. I can't remember, but it was around that time. Um, and my, because so I was born on Easter Sunday. My birthday falls on Easter Sunday every 11 years. And this was one of my birthdays that was like close to Easter, but not on the day.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And uh, so I, I spent, this was the last, this was actually the last time I saw my, 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 my biological father. His name is Ben. Uh, this is the last time I saw Ben in, in, like, f- in real life. I, this is the first time I saw him, the last time I saw him. Uh, when he all, when he, like, introduced me to his new girlfriend, who I then found out was his fiance. her name was Cinnamon. That is her real, that is, no, no, I'm, i I see your face, Angela, I can hear, and I can hear all the listeners right now, yes, her name was Cinnamon. That was the name that she was given by her parents. Her name was Cinnamon.
0: I w- I've, I I just have so many questions, but continue.
1: <laughs> Her name was Cinnamon Alexander, uh, and she was a, she was a, such a sweet woman, uh, and basically, so at this point in 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 Ben's life, he uh had he had left the military and was now a civilian contractor working with the military and and usually working in the middle east and then occasionally coming back to the states mm-hmm. so he told me on that trip next time i'm in the states i'm going to come and see you or or i will let you know and i will i will let you know i'm back in the states and i will try and see you yeah several months later Several months later, uh my I'm in the living room and my mom looks at me, she goes, Hey, uh, did you see did you see that your dad was in New York? I go, uh no. She's like, Oh yeah. Like he's like he's not there now. He's he's still he's back in the Middle East, but he was but he was in New York for a while, uh, with uh with cinnamon, and I was like, didn't tell me about that. And he said that he would. That's kind of fucked. Yep. Yeah. And I and and from that moment on, I just became more and more distant from him because I was just like, I don't, I don't know if I really want to continue this relationship if you're gonna to lie to me, yeah, about something so basic. Yeah, uh,
0: I I had a I mean not parent, uh, but I had I had something similar happen with some friends when I was trying to when I was trying to plan a uh, to go to a convention, all of us to go to a convention. Mm-hmm. don't really get any responses and then i see on social media that they went to one of the conventions i was trying to get us to go to without me so yeah fuck Oof. yeah uh so i you know again not <laughs> not my parents yeah. but
1: uh yeah it's i i i feel you that uh i feel like i have lingering trauma from this but i just don't feel it anymore that's a possibility. Maybe I should. Maybe I should talk to a therapist. I also have. We all should. We all should. Yes, everyone go to therapy. Uh, JD especially needs to go to therapy. Um, I do feel like I have like, I feel like I have repressed memories, but I don't know because but but like like most of my childhood I have no memory of.
0: It well childhood childhood specifically is weird. Now when I say childhood,
1: I mean like I mean like between the ages of five and ten years old.
0: Well, but even then, it's that age is much more about feelings or or moments. It's not like big, like big grand. Like it's, it yeah. It's like there's a reason. Uh, to, to bring back the game and there's a reason there's like a, a fogginess to the ocean at the end of the lane in terms of childhood memory because mm-hmm. uh, it is weird and bits and pieces and disjointed um it, yeah it, it's more like moments uh well, I guess kind of like <laughs> kind of like core memories with um in uh, uh inside out the way right. the way that portrays it it's like her mm-hmm. childhood or these moments that then build her as a person did
1: i ever tell you about the time that i ran away from home no <laughs> you <laughs> have not <laughs> uh wait, oh, well, yeah, yeah, you yeah. brought up inside is out it, and i immediately thought of the end of that movie and i was like oh yeah is it was well, i cried it, really hard during the end of that movie because i did that yeah yeah, it's... yeah, so listeners, I ran, away, I ran away from home in November. It, it was, uh, let see, this was my sophomore year of high school. It was November, uh, and yeah, I ran, I ran away. Was, I, didn't get, I didn't get far.
0: Yeah, I feel like most runaway kids don't get very far. My mom ran away from home several times, but it was like she packed a, a peanut butter sandwich, ate it, and then realized she needed more food, and then went back home.
1: I, I like, had, like lots of planning to the thing that mm-hmm. that's the thing with mine was that like I I left a note saying that I was leaving all of my stuff to certain friends oh, uh, like you
0: were just dead <laughs> yeah, I, mean, it's just yeah I, so living will.
1: I left all my stuff I, I I packed I don't even think I packed clothes but I mostly packed like I packed a notebook that had I, I think I didn't know I, 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 I took my phone I took my cell phone but, uh, I then took a journal that I then, like, wrote, uh, certain phone numbers that I wanted to keep with me after I ditched the phone, because I was going, I knew I, 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 I knew I was going to ditch my phone at some point, and I had, like, a plastic piggy bank that was just, that was almost full. I took that with me. Uh, I had, I had a whole lot of stuff that I, that I brought with me, and, we lived in a gated community, so what we did what I did was I took our golf cart, I drove the golf cart uh, to the marina. And then from and then from the marina. Okay. So, uh yeah, I took I took the golf cart from the house, I drove it to the marina that we had in the gated community. And uh I left it there. I also put it left in my note that I was leaving the golf cart with the keys in at the at the gate at the marina. Hop the gate and then walked down the road and I would say it was about three quarters of the way. Uh it was probably about 3 AM, and I realized, like, you know what? This was a big mistake, big ol' mistake. So as as soon called, as you get
0: cold and hungry, you're like, mm,
1: no. <laughs> it wasn't even that. I was just tired, and I kept thinking about things of like, how is this like, like how am I gonna feel in the next few months? How am I going to, like, how are my, how's my family going to feel about this? Uh, are they going to try and come looking for me? They're probably going to try and come looking for me. So that was the moment I was like, I just called my stepdad up and I was like, hey, so I did something really stupid. <laughs> uh, and I ran away. And as soon as I said ran away, immediately he, like, that was the, mo- that was, I think, one of the only times where he went full dad mode and was just like, where are you? stay on the phone. I'm coming to, I'm, I'm going to come and get you. Yeah. And,
0: uh, yeah, it's like, I'm not angry. Yeah. I'm, you
1: know, I'm more relieved than you, that you're, okay. my mom almost punched me in the face when this happened. Uh, cause she was at work by the time, but by, by the time my, st- my stepdad called her, because basically, what what it was was that uh, I was I was in marching band at the time, so I had to be at, at, at the high school pretty early. Hmm. Uh, so he so he picks me up and he's like, "So we're gonna get you back to the, we're gonna get back to the house. You're gonna change, and we're going we're going to stop at HEB, which is where my mom worked and still works. Uh, we're gonna get you Red Bull." so you can stay awake for the school for the for your, for school because you're still going to school <laughs> and we're going to and we're going to show that you show your mom that you are okay.
0: Yeah, it's just like I just like I, I know you're not okay but like keep it
1: together like for t- yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that after that we didn't really talk about it. Yeah, that's probably not great.
0: But that, that's another we,
1: conversation we, like, for off-air. Like, yeah, like, we talked, like, no, like, like, Joe, like, Joe, my stepdad, Joe and I talked about it, like, on the drives, like, soup back to the house and then to the store and then to the school. We talked about it and, you know, I, so, we we had a, confer- we had, like, a long conversation you know, between him picking me up and him dropping me off at school, but after that, no, there was no more talking about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna get into the incident that happened at the end of my sophomore year. That, <laughs> that uh, yeah, that that, that in- was uh the incident. <laughs> H-M- the it, incident. the it, incident, which it, is a, it, which is definitely an off air story. That is an off air yeah. story. Uh, that we will get in, that we will dive into.
0: So before before we we dive back into this episode, uh, about thirty minutes in, do you want to? We're kind of testing out this uh, new format, I guess. Uh, where I guess we're gonna take a quick break.
1: Yeah, we can take a quick break. We'll take a quick break and we'll we'll drop a nice. We'll, you're gonna listen to an ad real quick and uh, nice. we'll be back after after the ad is over. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nostalgia is one of the strongest forces in the human psyche and is responsible for the continued existence of some of our favorite fandoms. From the minds behind the Do Up in Dreams podcast and Isolation Cast Voices from Quarantine, Saturday Morning Confidential takes you on a deep dive into the properties that helped influence the artists and creators of today. So whether you are a goonie, a gym girl, a digi destined, or you just want to return to Oz, New episodes release on Fridays bi-weekly starting January 1st of 2021. And join us on the Wednesdays after the main show for the Serial Killer Radio Hour, where we sit down with the people responsible for the toys, shows, and fandoms that you love. Now, you can find Saturday Morning Confidential at certainpov.com backslash smcpod or on your favorite podcast platforms. So don't forget to tune in. For another deep dive into the files of Saturday Morning Confidential,
1: and we're back, uh, listener. Did you like that ad? I, I really hope you did. Uh, we that was, we did not. We had we had no input in the ad. Um, but uh, that was a long her, ass ad on our end. On our <laughs> end. <yeah. laughs> For you, it was, it was yeah. a mere, like, 20 seconds. For us, it was half an hour. Uh, time is a lake. <laughs> time is a lake in a flat circle and uh,
0: all the above. So, let's dive back in. Um, so, they're, they've gathered the team for the, yep. the heist. They figured out the and we
1: get like a we get like a full writing montage. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're following both the group successfully writing the book. We're also following Lisa unsuccessfully trying to write her book. Yeah, which Uh, which... and (laughs) making me feel all the feels because I'm like fuck I do that, fuck I do that, oh my god I do that too. Yeah, why? Why is I I
0: still just (laughs) why is Bach next to muddy waters? (laughs)
1: I mean why look they're both look they're both incredible I mean yes fair Uh, I enjoy both immensely yeah Uh, but just
0: that that contrast is just Mahz so Bach next to Money
1: Waters. Um, so after the montage, where, where, we get to the publishing. It we get to the, the 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 book fair
0: where Neil Gaiman. Oh, I just want to say, I just want to point out the montage. Uh, at a lot of places, Neil Gaiman is serving them. I think at one point he serves them lemonade and serves them pizza.
1: Yes, <laughs> Which- and there's also like. When, when, like, because they're all tired of writing, like, mm-hmm. he has different ways to wake them up, so, like, he gives Bart a soda, he gives, uh, he gives Homer a beer, and he just ta- fucking tasers Mo. Yeah. And, uh, or, like, and, like, gives coffee to the principal. Yeah. So, like, he just, like, figured everything out. <laughs> uh, so, then we get to the book fair, where there is a publisher in the back. Um, I... I was cer I was fairly certain I knew who voiced the uh, the publisher and I was right. It's Andy Garcia. Weird. Which makes sense because this episode parroting Ocean's 11 and you need a villain, why not just cast the villain from Ocean's 11? Fair. And Andy Garcia's fucking great in this episode. Yeah. Uh so, well, so I want to th- say
0: The final montage we were just talking about, like, one of the final moments where Gaiman gives them all of the thing and, like, Taser's Mo and all that, I feel like is the one clue we have to the end uh, of the episode. Because, like, they're talking about, okay, these massive publishers have these uh, groups of, like, poor writers that are just churning out this shit. So like that's his little uh. that's his little churning out group. And so it's like, alright everybody wake up, get t- get back to working
1: monkeys. Get back to working writing the book that eventually I will take credit for. Yes. Uh so basics of the rest of the episode is uh they need they need the front. They need they need they need the fake name. They need the person so they decide to get Lisa they get decide to get Lisa. Uh, and like put her name. I th- I don't know if they were gonna put her name or if they were gonna put a different name. But they're gonna put her face on the book. Yeah. Like you know, it's like a preteen prodigy and all this bullshit. Um, well, <laughs> I, do they, the ad- I do love
0: when
1: they. I do love what they ask her, and they're like, "Hey,"
0: because they go to they go to sell the book, and they're like, "Well, you don't have a fake writer," and so are like, "Well, f- I right, we forgot the fake writer. We need to go fi- get the fake writer." So they go to Lisa, and she's like, "Do I actually have to write?" No, I'm in. <laughs> yeah <laughs> after after trying all of that time to just come with the book she's just like god no just i'll just take the credit
1: <laughs> i'll take the money and run yeah exactly uh, but like she has like this whole and like she gives them like this whole backstory and, and it's like wait 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 are you sure you're not rl stein Cause you just gave me goosebumps. Oh, oh
0: yeah. There's yeah. a lot of great author references uh, in, this, <laughs> in this. Oh
1: episode. yeah, and like they, they even like he even versus like you like it's like you need your fake author name. You need like this name or the T R uh, no like, T R Ferris or Stephen King. <laughs> I'm like ah, uh, just throw, honestly, every, just with throw his... everybody under the bus. Like might as well just throw like we already got Neil Gaiman in here. Might as well just throw everyone under the bus.
0: Honestly, though, with his output, like that is probably the most believable. Right? Just like the, uh, like, when, especially when he was a much younger man, he would like put out two books a, a year and write three more that he didn't consider worthy publishing. <laughs> like, it is insane that man's output. I'm it's called Cocaine is a Hell of a Drug. And true. He also didn't, he published one book, only remembered writing that one book, and <laughs> done the other <laughs> It was Cujo. Uh,
1: yeah, he, he he wrote Cujo in like a weekend and then and then came out of his cocaine haste and he's like, oh shit, I wrote a book. Yeah. Which, uh, and it's a very... It's, it's, a
0: very it's really... A, I do find it's both hilarious and sad. He doesn't remember writing that book because he, he has said, I really like Cujo. He's like, I like Cujo as a book. I feel like it's one of my better books. I wish I remembered the like that feeling of like typing that scene and be like yeah like this is fucking great like remembers none of that uh yeah like that he said he he the, he wanted to remember like the feeling of like writing it which he just yeah nothing because cocaine's yep. a hell of a drug
1: <laughs> cocaine's a hell of a drug uh, if you want to learn more about that, you should go read Stephen King's On Writing. This is not a Stephen King podcast. You can go listen to our Distant Cousins the King cast for that shit. Uh, we're, we're all, we're all in on gaming over here. Mm-hmm. We're gay for gaming. <laughs> uh. Look, we had to make that joke eventually. We, we had to. It, yeah, it was, it was just right there. Yeah, we're gay for Gaiman. Uh, and so... They get the advanced copy of the book. This is like they, the publisher accepts the book. Um, they get, they their, get the advanced copy. They get their million dollar, dollar checks. Which is they get a million dollar check. And it even I love that it even said they they say it's a cool million. Yeah. Uh, and it's also and, made out to the crew. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. Uh, it's like not even to one individual. Like it's like not even one individual. It's just like it's just the, the crew. crew. Yeah. Um, Wait, did Motley Crush all of a sudden show up in this episode? Uh, They could have. They could have. And honestly, that would have made the episode even better. If Motley Crue just should have been like, wait a minute, you can't do that. Uh, So they give the events copy, and they have completely changed the book. It is no longer about trolls. It is about vampires going to a preparatory academy.
0: Well, they had also. That's a callback to earlier in the episode when they were like, okay, let's break down what we're. Doing what is the monster star of our book, and they first say vampires, and then they like look around the bookshop and realize there's a you know, there's a vampires bunch of vampire. vampire, yeah. Which, uh, when this episode came out, uh, 2012, I believe, yeah. Let me,
1: or like, like, like it, was, it was either late 2011 or early 2012.
0: It was, I actually have it pulled up on Wikipedia, Uno momento. Wait, November say- 20th, 2011. Okay. It's eleven years old, good lord. I was in college because I watched this with Nick.
1: I was in middle school. Shut up. <laughs> I was uh 13. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> you have to pay you have to pay me first. <laughs> so that I don't well... have to do the actress, you just have to pay me. Yeah, it's like, I don't even have to do it. Just just give me the, just give me the money, give me money. Mm-hmm. Give me money. <laughs> uh, so they've changed it, and uh, like, Bart tries to be the voice of readers and it's like, look, we got our money, we don't need to be attached to it, and then Moe's like, hey, you know this part that you really enjoyed in the book that you wrote? Yeah. They changed it. And Bart's like, yeah no fuck this we're we're, chang- we're 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 putting our book back and he rips the check up and then we go to what is considered the actual heist yeah the real heist
0: well and then also I feel like this is this is probably one of the lines that Neil Gaiman wrote because we established earlier that like he he improvised or like rewrote some lines to like sound more like him so I feel like this would definitely have been one of them where. He says, what you're feeling is pride of authorship and like gives like a mini monologue of like the pride of writing and the pride of creation, uh, (laughs) essentially. Um, uh, And also, I think also Um, calls himself out a little bit because he talks about, yeah, you thought you were going to do it for the money. But yeah, then like that feeling is hollow because Duran Duran, which (laughs) which was the original episode for today. That's what he did for Duran Duran.
1: Uh, he did it all for the money. And didn't get it. <laughs> didn't get the money. Yeah, and that was when he realized, like, yeah, I'm not going to do things for money. I'm only going to do the thing if I actually really like it. Yeah. And, that, and look where that got him.
0: Uh, yeah, he, it got him a lot of money. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah uh they decide they're going to switch out the 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 like the usb drive that has the book on it they're going to switch it out um except lisa sells them out they get they get in they do the heist they're about to they're about to go into the go into the room but the publisher and his goons are waiting for them lisa has sold them out uh you know she you know she hits publish they're and, and like the crew is really sad they go to the bookstore and they realized that their actual book, the Troll Twins of the of Underbridge Academy, mm-hmm. got published. Yeah, and they're like, "What?" And Lisa was like, "Yeah, I knew that. Like, you had to have a passcode to get in and publish the book. So I betrayed you, but only, but really only pretended to betray you. Switched out the drives at the last minute from mm. Bart from like Bart's suit. Yeah, and and published the one that you." That, that like y'all wrote mm-hmm. and she's like but i'm still a public like i'm still like a published author i got my name and then has... she opens the book and she goes gaiman and that turns is... out neil gaiman uh, has struck again and and he's in
0: and he's on the shelbyville Shelby- beach. yeah shelbyville beach which was referenced earlier in the episode uh and so it is like
1: poor Lisa. Lisa. She didn't, she didn't think that there would be three hard drives. Three slides. I've heisted my way to the bestseller list once again. Yeah. And the most brilliant part is, I don't even know how to read. <laughs> and then Mo pops out of the bushes and is like I've been wanting to do this for a long time, gaming. And he has a knife. And then he chops up the pineapple, puts pineapple in the glass, like, "We did it, partner." Yeah. And he sits down. And he's like, "Wait, why didn't you drink from your glass when I oh like, just watch me while I drink out of your gla- my glass?" And he's like, "Oh, that's mm. oh that's Cause... easy. I don't like the taste of, of poison." poison. <laughs> it, you don't even see Mo die. He's just like, "Well, crap." <laughs> yep. He'll be alive for the next episode. It's okay. Uh, yeah,
0: sure. I do. well, I don't know if it's quite done quite as much, but I feel like Mo getting maimed is kind of like Kenny dying in South Park.
1: Yeah, well also there's a lot of reference to his mental health, um, or his mental his mental illness. Mm. Uh to the fact that like there's that scene where like he looks at a noose that he has just hanging up in the bar and he's like, Not today, old friend. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, what is that doing in the Simpsons? What is that doing here? Yeah, I I understand this is technically for adults, but what the fuck? uh, I I feel like
0: it's like what is it? They, I've heard people talk about Cheers, which Sam, uh, Ted Danson's character in Mm -hmm. Cheers, um, a great show, is a former alcoholic baseball star. So like he gets clean, buys Mm -hmm. the bar, buys a bar and then, like, bartends it in his retirement, right? Yeah. Yep. But then people were like, uh, but the son is just like, yeah, like, oh, it's like, oh, everybody knows your name and everything, and it's like, no, like, all of them are just sad, sad characters. It's like, you have this former alcoholic enabling all of these current alcoholics, uh, whereas, like, Norm, it always and comes we'll, in. And then
1: slowly builds up builds up a romantic relationship with uh, the waitress who just happened to walk in one day. Yeah, and yeah. just needed a, and just like needed a job to get out of her out of her sucky relationship. Sister, uh, but hey, why not? It's the place where where everybody knows your name. <laughs> I watch a lot of Cheers. I like that show a lot, but not as good as its spinoff, Frasier. Yeah, they, I don't know what it was with <laughs> Frasier. Just holds up, and I don't know how. I, I will play, say, I,
0: I will say, I think, uh, I, I haven't watched Frasier and Cheers. And if I, I knew Frasier, I didn't know it was a spinoff on Cheers until much later, but someone made the comment that the best, one of the best references to a retcon was in Frasier, where one of the Cheers characters guests on Frasier, he visits him in Frasier in Seattle.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, Sam.
0: Oh yeah, no, I get, yeah. So he's like... Hey, I thought you said your dad was dead. And then he just looks at Sam and says, I was lying. Because <laughs> in Cheers, because in Cheers, he was talking about his dad being dead, but then Fraser, the show kicks off and his dad's and there. And we got
1: the masterful John Mahoney there. Yeah. Being and, his dad with a dog. Yeah. and uh, Got that great dog. What a great dog. What and, a good dog.
0: Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was just like, I was lying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep that would be that's kelsey Grammer right there got well um actually to so like uh the the fraser is one of the few things my stepdad and i like enjoy uh, like can enjoy together yeah and what and he pointed out like he's like the reason why this show holds up is that it's like the core concept is so basic it's about two guys who are really smart being really dumb
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's and, and honestly. That's fun to watch. Just these guys who are like, ext- like really like, like they have like, bachelor's degrees and are or like and like masters and psychology and they understand the human mind and yet they're so socially awkward and don't understand social cues and don't understand how to sometimes just don't understand how to properly interact with people and they just fuck up.
0: Yep. Yeah. Exactly. It's it, it, it just just because we were talking about heists and we mentioned Kelsey Grammer. There is a great 30 Rock episode where Kelsey Grammer guest stars and they think, uh, <laughs> Jenna and, um, no, Kenneth think they killed the producer, Pete, uh, And so they're like, they're freaking out and everything. And she's like, all right, well, only one man can help us. And they call Kelsey Grammer and they create this heist to, like, move the body. And it's really weird. He plays, he puts on a one-man show of Lincoln. That's also like Harvey Keitel's
1: character in Pulp Fiction. (laughs) Oh my God. But that, that's that's also just Harvey Keitel's character, uh, the wolf from Pulp Fiction. It's like, he's the guy, it's like, if you need to, need to get out of an impossible jam, you call this guy.
0: Yeah, but what's great about well, so it you, is... Kelsey you said Frem. all these characters'
1: names, and I, I don't know any of them, because I've never watched a second of 30 Rock.
0: I have watched 30 Rock f- literally five times through. Uh, it would be the show I would watch going to sleep for a very long time. So I would watch an episode... Thirty rock and go to sleep. So I, yeah, I've literally, I am not exaggerating. Watched the entirety of that series five times,
1: and certain well, episodes
0: more than that.
1: In two w- within about two years, I did watch the entirety of Steven Universe, all the way through four times. Fair. I'm I'm due for a, I'm actually due for a rewatch pretty <laughs> soon.
0: But, uh, but yeah, but the, but the monster. long story short of it is in that particular 30 Rock episode, Kelsey Grammer puts on a one man show as a distraction where he plays Abraham Lincoln. Uh, I mean, and there's a great, there's a great line when he's like, all right, no, I got to prepare for the show. And he puts on the top hat and looks over to one of the other characters
1: and like now hit me in the face. <laughs> I want to imagine that that's what Hal Holbrook did whenever he did his one-man shows as Mark Twain. <laughs> he, like, puts on the beard. He gets, ready. he gets, like, he gets the fake mustache on. Yeah. He gets his drink ready and he's like, alright, and he, like, he sets his drink down and he's like, alright. Now hit me in my face. <laughs> now hit me in the face. <laughs> he gets, like, he just gets, like, slapped and he's like, alright! Yeah, alright. He wake a swig and he's like, alright, I'm
0: ready! Uh, one of the most interesting things i've learned about uh mark twain was that um he actually helped uh, uh he actually helped uh Ulysses S Grant uh so grant lost his family all of his family's money in like some speculation after his after his presidency he was like invested in some businesses and wall street and stuff like that and his business partner like upped and robbed him and like left with all their money. And so, yeah. who, uh, so, for whatever reason, Mark Twain finds out about this and is like, Hey, um, I think your autobiography would be a bestseller. I am, I am Mark Twain.
1: I am Mark Twain. <laughs> uh,
0: so like, I will help you get your, uh, your, autobiography publish and like help market it and all that different stuff like I know the publishing world you just write and like I'll get it done and he did like it was a bestseller and like rebuilt the grant family fortune um and I have it on my shelf because I want to read it because uh I am me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I have <laughs>
1: uh, and 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 if you're wondering where that grant family fortune is, I am too, because would I, I, I love to have <laughs> some money so I can, like I can pay off my car. I can put some money into savings.
0: Is this where you is this how you're telling us that uh, you're a uh, descendant of Ulysses S. Grant? <laughs> <laughs>
1: how did you know? How did uh-huh. you know? How did Juno? How did US, Juno all right, US Grant Descendants. Uh, How did Juno get with Michael Cera when like he is not that cool? I don't know why I went into the movie Juno. Um Remember the movie Juno? I do. It must that that
0: movie must be very awkward for Elliot uh to think Elliot about Page, currently you know? Elliot Page to, to currently think about. Still a great performance. I mean,
1: yeah, it's great. He's great. And, uh, yeah. Jennifer Garner's great in that movie, too. Lo- love me some Jennifer Garner. Uh, J.K. Simmons as, as, uh, Juno's dad is fantastic. Um, uh, yeah. And the success of that got us, and hey, the success of that movie got us Jennifer's body. So I'm not complaining here. She knew again. uh, look, listeners, if you, think that jennifer's body is not a good movie um i welcome you to get out of this podcast now uh you're 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 wasting your time here uh and and the thing is we just we don't need you we don't need you around we don't need that kind of we don't need that kind of negativity in our space isn't that right angela correct
0: um i don't the grand family line may have ended
1: so where's the fortune?
0: At uh, the Grant Family Library, maybe. We're not family, but the Presidential Library. Are we? Do we need to pull a heist? <laughs> I'm not gonna rob. Listen, if I'm gonna rob any former president's library, <laughs> out of sp- uh, it would mainly be out of spite, and so that would be Andrew the, Jackson's the... library. Okay.
1: Hell yeah! <laughs> Fuck that piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest, though. I would rob any presidential library out of spite. There's—I mean, there, there's several that I would not,
0: but Jackson would definitely be number one that I would. That I, I would okay. Rob.
1: You know what? Actually, the one I definitely wouldn't, though, is Bush because it, there's nothing there.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know how much Jacksons have. <laughs> to be honest.
1: Better be fucking uh, fuck that piece I, of shit. Like I, I said before, fuck that piece of shit.
0: It's just the absolute insanity of that man. Where, like, he, his
1: inauguration party nearly destroyed the White House because he just threw a whiskey kegger. I mean, to be honest, though, that, like, that is the one part of, of, of his life that I'm like, that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he threw a party so hard that he almost burned down the White House yeah it nearly like, destroyed the white house it was so that's trash that, that's that's <laughs> that's pretty <tight. laughs> yeah. everything else about andrew jackson sucks but that that's pretty tight yeah I think yeah, you knew how to throw a kegger uh yeah.
0: get that get that so Tennessee think, whiskey whiskey i think
1: we've i think we've gotten to the end of this episode
0: <laughs> yeah it's yeah we're t- we're just uh Tangenting like we usually do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause here's the thing, listeners like we could start a history we, podcast. I will very much bring stories. We uh like we we don't see each other that we don't we don't talk to each other that often like like you know, face to face talk mm. that often. So when we when we do episodes, there's a reason why we tangent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh well also it's just like yeah, it's just fun to make fun of Andrew Jackson, let's be honest. Always, absolutely, <laughs> always. Again, for the third time. Third time's a charm. Fuck that piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know what? What we don't say to that fucking you know what piece we don't think is shit, and we don't want to fuck it uh, is our is our next episode coming out in two weeks. Yes. Uh, we are we're we're diving back into the novels of Neil Gaiman. We are discussing the Graveyard Book. Yes. Yes, that
0: is, and? uh, yeah. It's, well, we'll also probably mention that on the Sandman episode, which is... Dropping today as yeah, well. Yeah, because, uh, this is the April Fool's special, uh, because also just, We like, told you! Ha! Yeah. Uh... She <laughs> had even in I don't know, it's like, it's, it is... Well, if anything, Gaiman pulls, pulls an April Fool's in this episode... He heisted his character. way to
1: the seller list once again. Yeah. <laughs> and the most brilliant part is he doesn't even know how to fucking read. Yeah. Uh, so- but yeah. So next episode we're talking the Graveyard Book. We've got not one, but two incredible guests who have not been on the show yet. Correct. Um, but we do, and, and uh, but we 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 and we of course hope to have. We're we're gonna have both of them on on the show. Uh, more often, um, I guess we, a, li- a little bit of a hint. Um, one guest, we'll say, hint number one, both guests uh, have podcasts on the certain POV network.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, hint number two, one, one like, uh, likes to talk about books a lot, mm-hmm. and the other likes to be very snarky that was that was better than my clue which is uh infinitely snarky i'll go with that yeah infinitely snarky oh oh, there you go there you go (laughs) uh that will be guessed immediately Uh, (laughs) but yeah next time we're we're discussing the graveyard book i'm super excited this has uh I'll, i'll even give you a little preview of my reaction the the ocean at the end of the lane is my favorite book of all time from now on um the, the The Graveyard Book is is up there as well. It's yep. it's in it's also in my top. It's in up there in my top five. It's it's a it's a great one. So, uh, you know, get reading get get reading on that. If you're not able to acquire a copy, I'll just sneakily let you know that there is an entire reading by Neil Gaiman on YouTube that you can find. You can just listen to him read it. live. Yeah. It's pretty I, cool. I was I mean I was about to say otherwise like it's I don't think it's out of print you know but anyway yeah i mean no i'm just saying like if, if if they're they're just like you know they don't have the time to stand and read you know they don't, they don't you know people just there are just people who prefer audiobooks yeah and, and that's fair you, and what's and honestly what's better than an audiobook of a neil gaiman of a neil gaiman thing read by neil gaiman correct Nothing so is uh better.
0: yeah uh thanks for joining us and we will see y'all week after next Bye bye!
2: I've heisted my way to the bestseller list once again. And the most brilliant part is, I don't even know how to read.
0: Thank you to my big brother
1: Sean Bullock for our theme. You can check out his work at SeanBullock.com and the wonderful Nikki Burger for our logo who you can find on Twitter at DoubleBurger and on Instagram at DoubleBurgerComics For updates, sharing your thoughts or if you
0: just want to yell at us check out the show on Twitter and Instagram at f and R pod. and you can find me on Twitter at GD underscore Martin underscore and you can check me out on Twitter at BullockBits where you can find info to my comics, history
1: Instagram, and cat Instagram. And come hang out with us on the show's Discord. Check out the links to everything in the episode's description, including our wonderful guest info.
0: Whoever that may be, below. Let's go. I think. C-P-O-V.
2: Certainpov.com.